So, as was announced on a previous episode, I am a new father to a baby boy. And, you know, one thing that I think I expected, but I didn't expect this much of it. Dude, my son has peed on me mid-diaper change so many times. Like, literally so many times. He has peed on Grace a total of one time. And I, I tend to think I'm, I try to be too thorough in my diaper changes. I try to get the wipe in every little crevice, in every little nook and cranny, because I don't want the guy, you know, sitting around with little specks of poop in his, in his skin. <laughs> and so I leave his diaper open too long and he just gets a nice cold whoosh of air and, and he takes fire. I've been hit. So many times, and it happens on our bed, it happens on the couch, it happens in his pack and play. Like, the yeah, kid just opens fire. You, you'll you learn <clears throat> over time that, especially when they're babies, like, it's got to be done lickety split. You got to get it, you got to get that diaper pulled down, wipe, 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 get the butt up in the air, wipe, 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 like. You can be thorough, but you need to do it fast. And then that next diaper is on. Yes. Grace is Grace is probably just better at changing diaper. You're saying like she doesn't take as much time. No, she's just more efficient. She's just better at it. Oh, That's she is. What it is. She is 100%. Because after it <laughs> happened like six times, she looked at me. She goes, do you want me to help you? And I yes. was like, yes, yeah. please. And she showed me what she does. But the <laughs> the, the worst time for sure. You mentioned the, you know, lifting up the legs so you can wipe the butt and everything. One time he did it while I was lifting up his legs and the poor kid peed right on his own face. Oh, <laughs> man. You hate to see it. You really do hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. Oh, poor guy. I'm getting better, though. I'm getting better. I'm learning the 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 trades, the, the secrets and the tricks of the trade. So I'll get better, son. I promise. Well, you didn't come to hear stories about me getting peed on. You probably came because you love college football. More specifically, if you love Big Ten football, you came to the right place, baby. Welcome to Big Banter, everybody. Now we've got our picks episode ready to go. Get out your wallets. Get out your credit cards. Open up those Caesars accounts, baby. It's time to make some money. If you like Big Ten football and you like us, make sure you hit that follow button. Subscribe, follow, wherever you're listening to us. And then make sure you follow on the socials too, on Instagram and threads at B1G Banter. And then on Twitter or X at B1G Banter Pod. We, uh, we go live at halftime on Instagram for some of the games. Then Twitter is just more, you know, live fun stuff during the game and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Check us out. We'll, we'll be fine with or without you, you bunch of losers. Don't don't tell me to say something nice to these people. Goodness gracious. If you're not already following us on the socials, what are you doing with your life? I mean, come on. The we, only person that's probably not following us on socials is my dad because he's 150 and he doesn't have any. Yeah, we will keep making this podcast whether you people listen or not. Yeah, ha, take that. Idiots. <laughs> That's how, you, that's how you get that's how you get more listeners you call them names yeah you gotta, you gotta make sure you name call that's how i got my wife oh yeah way to go all right listen are you ready to kick off these picks or what 
I am so ready to freaking kick off these picks, bro. Okay, well, there's no good games on the slate except for one. <laughs> so just be ready for that. We really need honestly. Welcome to like, the Big Ten. Especially now that it's like conference play for this episode, I'm gonna start grabbing two or three games off of just the the slate in total. Oh, like I'm gonna across the country. I'm gonna surprise you guys. And we are going to add those in as bonus picks. Honestly, please do, because I cannot yes. go another week where the most interesting game is no. Purdue, Illinois. No, we've got the Red River Red River rivalry coming up. Red River. The Red River rivalry. We have the Red River rivalry coming up this weekend. So we're going to pick that one for sure. That's going to be a part of our picks. So just stay tuned, people. You're going to get a little bit more juice from us coming up. All right. We're, we're, we're broadening our horizons. However, we are starting with a rip-roaring affair. And it's a three-and-a-half-point spread. And oh, it it's is. a close game? This must be it, – yeah. it's going to be a great game then, right? Uh, it's Nebraska traveling to Illinois. Dear <laughs> Illinois, God. Illinois favored by three-and-a-half. It's the one-score yips for Nebraska. <laughs> Can't they cover a one-score spread ever? Uh, honestly, you know what? I, I'll just I'll jump right on this. I'm going to take this one first. I think that Illinois is so horrendously bad. And look, Nebraska looked terrible against Michigan. I get it. Do they have a quarterback? No. But they have a guy in there now who can use his legs, and they stop the run against lesser teams than Michigan. So I'm going to take this one first. I know it, it is the dumbest thing I could possibly do to take Nebraska plus less than a touchdown <laughs> for points, but I have to do it. I, I'm. This will probably be the last time I ever do if they, if they do lose this game by like, no, because they can lose by three and I still win. So that's great. 100%. I'm, I'm taking Nebraska. I'm I'm taking Nebraska. I have to. I think they'll win the game, but they probably won't. They'll probably lose by one, two, or three. But you know what? I still win if that happens. So I'm taking Nebraska. I'm shocked you put so many like qualifiers for your pick in there. I think Nebraska's – I'm not going to make it my lock of the week. But I looked at this and I was like, let me think about it for three seconds. Oh, Nebraska. Like, Jeff Sims is not in at quarterback anymore, people. They are not going to turn the ball over five times in a game. And you literally took the words right out of my mouth. They have a quarterback who can run, okay? Like, he's a legitimate weapon running the football. And they also stop the run. And Illinois, I, I can't name you one thing that they do well. They just got their doors blown off by Purdue, who doesn't play any defense. Now, granted, Purdue can score. But Purdue can't freaking play any defense. And Illinois shot themselves in the foot over and over and over and over again against Purdue. So I do not care that this game is in Champaign. I do not care that this is a night game at Illinois. I I highly doubt that the Illinois night game atmosphere is going to be intimidating enough to throw Nebraska off. I also think Nebraska plays that weird 3-3-5 defense that Hardly anyone plays across the country, let alone in the Big Ten. They're the only ones who do it. So it's hard to prepare for. Give me Nebraska plus three and a half in this one. I'm 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 taking them to to 
I almost said win. I don't I don't think any, either of these teams is really winning anything. But give me Nebraska plus three and a half. Okay, Mr. You put so many qualifiers in and then proceeds to put so many qualifiers in. I did. I ended it with a lot of qualifiers. Yeah, you you sure did. I'm taking Nebraska. Easy peasy. But wait this. But wait this. But wait this. (laughs) Freaking moron. This guy. Listen, I'm a loose cannon now. I'm a loose cannon on this show. All right. Next game up. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm going to save that. Oh, also, uh, we're not giving you Corey's picks for two reasons. One, he hasn't given them to us yet. Two, you would be an idiot to put money on Corey's (laughs) picks. You don't want to hear them um, unless you bet the opposite. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. Corey is 500 on the year so far. And for Corey's, like, seriously, for Corey's standards, that's pretty freaking good. Oh, yeah. You know what? We, We forgot to update the totals. Oh, well, please be my guest. Last week, Ethan and I led the way at 4-1 and one each. We were each so close to having the first undefeated week in Big Banter history. Corey was bringing up the rear at 2-3 and three last week. And so totals, totals through week five for us, picking Big Ten spreads. Corey is once again... He likes the rear. He likes being back there. That's his comfort zone. That's his safe space. He's he's 500 at 25 and 25. Ethan, you're smack dab in the middle. You like to be in the middle. You like to be in no. between. You no. like to have both sides of you taken care of. No, 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 no. Ethan's 28. I like 20. to be on top. Ethan's 28 and 22. Sorry, the top's already taken by me. I am 31 and 19, man. I'm having a heck of a year. You are killing it, man. You are I am killing it. killing it. And I want everyone like, to know. 28 I, and 22 is really freaking good. 31 and 19 is like absurdly good. Yeah, and I have put money on a total of zero of these games because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I'm worried I would be a, a, an addict. <laughs> a degenerate. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> That is too funny. All right, let's let's get into the next game here. I'm going to give you another rip-roaring affair where the total is 38 and a half. Purdue traveling to Iowa. Iowa is favored in this game by two and a half points. Oh, God. What an absolutely disgusting, disgusting spread. What a fall from grace for Iowa, too. Like... Bring in Cade oh. McNamara. Let's make it to Indy and really step up our game this year. Favorite oh, for two psych. and a half. Yeah, psych. Um, Cade McNamara died on the field last week. And before that even happened, he was already not doing well. And that's putting it very, very mildly. So, yes. Um, Alex, I, I guess we'll bounce back and forth on these. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna let you pick this one first. I don't have a ton of analysis, but I've got a pretty swift pick for this one. Yeah, I uh shoot man, this is a freaking weird spread, dude. Such a weird spread. Um you'd be a crazy person to actually put money on this game, and I'll take a page out of Ethan's book. If you are gonna bet on this game, just bet money line. It's two and a half. Just just bet money line. What I am going to do, 
Iowa is the home team, but I will say that defense at Iowa is not what it has been in past years. It's elite, no doubt. It's really, really good, but it's not what it has been. So I don't think we can count on, you know, multiple defensive scores potentially in a game. They had a punt return last week, but they're not doing what they did on defense at the pace they did it last year. And Purdue, we talked about it. The one thing we learned about Purdue is they can score the football. So as long as Hudson Card does not throw interceptions, I think Purdue keeps this really, really close. And I do think they have the potential to go in there and steal one because Iowa, without Cade McNamara, this offense, it's going to look worse, and I didn't think it was possible. So give me Purdue plus two and a half. Yeah, I, I think you're 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 pretty spot on. Um, I'm taking Purdue plus two and a half here. And my reasoning behind it is I, I I think that what you said about Iowa's defense and they spend the entire game on the field. So I, I, I just can't trust it. If you're Purdue in this game, there needs to be a maturation process that takes place in this game. You have to learn when it's not there, throw the ball away. When it's not there, just go down. Do not, do not turn the ball over. If you do, it needs to be on third and long, and it's an arm punt downfield. That's the only way you can turn the ball over in this game. The important thing is, obviously scoring when you can, but then at all costs, pin Iowa deep. Make them go the length of the field. And I think Purdue will do that. I think their offense has enough firepower to get it done in this game. If you're going to give me plus two and a half, I'm going to take it for sure. Um, take half of that money and put it on Purdue money line. But I, I'm just right now I, I'm I'm fairly confident in Purdue plus two and a half actually, which seems weird, but I think they've got the offense to do it. I really do. All right, moving on. Next game, and I know this is one that all of you guys are super, super excited for. All right. Rutgers, actually, this could be a decent game. Rutgers traveling to Wisconsin. I'm I'm going to do this for just this one game. I want you to guess the spread of this game. Obviously, Wisconsin is favored, but I want you to guess the spread. Ethan, I'm, I'm looking at it. Oh, oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> you sprung that on me. We didn't talk about that pre-show. I was supposed to be the one doing the unbelievable. You're you're the pits. All right, fine. All right, Wisconsin minus fourteen. Um, I have to go first this time. I oh man, <sighs> I really really hate it, and I think everybody's going to be on Wisconsin minus fourteen. Hmm. No, that might not be too. That might not be true because New York has a fairly large betting market. Mm. It feels like such a a trap. This is a tough one. Yeah, it feels like such a trap to take to take Wisconsin here. (sighs) You know what? Rutgers plays Rutgers plays really tough defensively. They're tough against the run. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Shiano one time here. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to take the 14 points and I'm going to run with them. I'm going to take Rutgers in this situation. I think this is a little bit of a false. I think this is a little bit of fool's gold 
with Wisconsin minus 14, it seems like such an easy line to go and grab Wisconsin here. Wisconsin starting to play a little bit better. Um, are they coming off a bye week? Did they play last week? I do not think they played last week. They did not play last week. So Wisconsin coming off a bye. Look for this game to start slow. Look for some punts early on. I think the under 46 and a half in this game is probably something you should look to spend some money on. Um, but I'm going to take Rutgers. I'm going to take them plus the 14 in this in this game. I'm really struggling with this one because I'm excited about Rutgers being four and one. I'm excited that they're really good at running the football and I'm excited that they've played really good defense. Like we mentioned on the last episode, they are currently 10th in total defense in the country right now. Rutgers, the freaking Scarlet Knights. But at the same time, Wisconsin really excites me and they've played their best football recently. And, you know, they're losing Ches Malusi out of the backfield, but that's only going to mean that they have to force feed Breland Allen more. And we were asking for that, for him to get more touches because he's a freaking bowling ball and teams hate to tackle him. Um, oh, God. So Michigan beat Rutgers 31-7. So, you know, Michigan beats them by 24. You're asking Wisconsin to beat them by 14. Oh, God. It's on the road, Wisconsin. I thought I was doing this show with Alex, not Corey. Dude, I do sound so much like Corey right now. I'm freaking taking a century to make my pick. You know what? I I thought I was going to take Rutgers. But coming off a bye, Wisconsin has been playing much better offensively. And Rutgers is a little bit of a one-trick pony on offense. Give me Wisconsin minus 14. I don't feel great about it, but I'm taking Wisconsin. Thank you for letting me gain a game on you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, moving on here. This is um, a night game, and it is in Minnesota, Michigan, traveling to Minnesota. Currently, Michigan minus 18 and a half in this game. 7.30 kick. It's going to be at night. Traveling to Minnesota, 18 and a half points. Feels kind of like, oh my gosh, like I got to grab Michigan here. Well, who are you going to grab, Alex? The reason it feels like, oh God, my voice cracked right there. Wow, that was, that hadn't happened in a long time. The reason it feels like you got to pick Michigan right here is because you got to pick Michigan right here. Um, Just to clarify to everybody out there, Alex thinks 12 hours is a long time when it comes to how long it's been since his voice cracked. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota's, they're bad. Like, they are bad. You look at their game last week and think, oh, they'd be, they'd be Louisiana by, you know, 11. That was a one-possession football game late in that one. Like, going into the fourth quarter kind of late. Minnesota's not going to be able to do enough to keep the ball offensively to make this close. And Michigan is potentially going to sit their starters early again. I don't care that it's a night game. I don't care that it is on the road. Give me Michigan minus 19 and a half. I think knowing that they were heading into back-to-back road games was a big reason why 
they sat the starters so much in the second half of that game. Um, I don't think that happens in this game. It's a night game. It's nationally televised. Michigan's going to pour it on to Minnesota late in this game. Um, I am happy to punt the 18 and a half points here. This line's probably going to move close to 20 um, by kickoff. So grab it now. ESPN, I, ESPN, I don't know where they get their lines from, but they actually have it at 19 and a half right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's at 18 and a half. You can find it at 18 and a half right now. Grab it at that number. It is my lock of the week. And I think this is the first time I've taken Michigan as my lock of the week. Um, and I believe my locks, oh, last week I pushed. The Minnesota pick ended up pushing. How disgusting. Blech. I, picked a, I picked Louisiana last week. <sighs> but Michigan Michigan takes care of business this week. That's going to be my lock of the week. I, I think that I think it ends in a blowout. I really do. So grab that line now while you can. <clears throat> Actually, by the time you're listening to this, it probably is at 20. So never mind. Haha, <laughs> we got it before you. Who's next? Oh, God, Ethan's having a coughing fit. I was for just a second there. All right. The final game on the slate here. Biggest, I would say it's the biggest matchup of the week. It is crazy. I, I mean, I know it has to do with who's at home and who's away. Um, Michigan obviously traveling to Minnesota as an 18 and a half point favorite. Maryland traveling to Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 20 in this game. Oh, it is such a gross line because it really feels like this is probably one of those games where just like late in the game, Ohio State scores a late touchdown to go up by 24 or something like that and ends up covering. But I I just, I don't know. There, There's a part of me that thinks... Maryland can keep this a game long enough to cover this spread. Um, <clears throat> I I think this – am I crazy to think that this is a bigger game than Michigan traveling to Minnesota? I mean, I guess it is a night game and it is a road game, but – No, Maryland, absolutely not. I think Maryland, Ohio – teams. Yeah. And, and Maryland, we already talked about it in the last episode. Maryland not being ranked is a crime. One hundred percent, just so horrible. I I really do think that this is a spot where Maryland can cover the twenty points. I I think that this this ends up being a close game, a dogfight for at least three quarters. And sure, Ohio State can pull away late, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it ends up being a score like something along the lines of twenty one to you know, 35 or something like that. And it, it's going to be right in that, right in that neighborhood. I, I think, I think Maryland covers this 20 point spread. So I'm going to take Maryland. I'm I'm going to take 20 points. Good on you, man. Yeah. I do not think it is uh, inappropriate to say this is the biggest game on the conference slate this week, Michigan, Minnesota. We know what Minnesota is. They're trash. They're garbage this year. There's no reason to watch them or pay attention to them because it means nothing as far as the Big Ten outcome and who's playing in Indianapolis. 
Maryland, on the other hand, Maryland can sneak up on a couple of teams. Like they, this is the most under the radar five and zero for a Power Five team I've seen in a long time. And like we said, the AP poll refuses to rank them. Yeah, and and meanwhile, you've got Kentucky, who's also five and zero, played you know uh, a schedule. I I mean, they did just go and beat Florida, like great. I think they beat them at home, actually. They did, but but, but what's Florida? Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm. I'm sorry, like to have them ranked and to not have Maryland ranked is, which is why I always tell you guys the AP poll is stupid, but I digress. No, yeah, AP poll is trash. Like LSU is three and two and they're ranked and Maryland's not like, come on. So I think Maryland, man, put the AP poll up on the bulletin board in the locker room and you tell yourself all week that you have a chance to do something special, right? Because we, you know, We've been in this space with Maryland for the past two off seasons of like, they'd probably be the best team in the big 10 West, but they're in the big 10 East. So while it's kind of impossible for them to win the East Maryland, what kind how much noise can you make? Can you beat a Michigan? Can you beat an Ohio state? Can you beat a Penn state? And they haven't been able to do that to this point. Okay. But Loxley said it in the uh, preseason media big 10 media days he said this is the first team he's been able to comfortably say we're ready to compete for big 10 championships and so far so far so good for them they haven't even messed around with teams they got off to slow starts you know once or twice but they they've blown out teams and and they're averaging winning by three possessions so listen i've not been the biggest believer in ohio state to this point I'm still not. I think the Notre Dame win, that's fine and dandy. It's a ranked win. Notre Dame had an interception to seal it in their hands, and they dropped it, and then they had 10 players on the field for the last two plays. You know, you got you got some help. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm taking Maryland in this one to cover. Give me 20 points all day. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I still think Ohio State wins this game fairly handily late. Um, so, uh, but I think 20 points is a bit too much. All right. Are you ready? I promised you guys, I told you we're starting, we're starting something a little new here. We're going to give you two bonus picks and it's going to depend week to week how many it is. But this week we have two really good games that we're looking at. The first one, I already mentioned it. It's the Red River Rivalry. You got Oklahoma traveling to Texas, both teams five and zero. You've got number twelve Oklahoma, number three Texas. Texas only favored by six and a half in this game. Ooh, that's interesting. I I'll take this one first. I'll, I'll go first with the bonus picks. I'll give you a little bit of time. I I just I think that this is so many people are going to be on Texas minus six and a half. I think money is going to flood in on that. I, I just, man, oh man. I don't think Oklahoma has the firepower to stay with Texas, but this is a rivalry game. And rivalry games normally come down to the last possession. I'm going to trust that this stays true in this game. What's crazy is Oklahoma's only plus 200 on the money line. Like, just absolutely insane. This is the last year that they play against each other as Big 12 schools. 
both moving to the SEC next season. So I, oh man, I'm going to take Oklahoma plus the six and a half. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust Oklahoma to keep it a one score game. Dang. Ballsy, ballsy pick, my guy. It, it, it's it's the rivalry aspect of it. It it's the rivalry. It's everything to do with that. It just it, it, some way somehow at the end of the game, it has a, a tendency to just be close. And I I think they keep it one score. Yeah, I get that one hundred percent. Anything can happen in this game. I want I want to make clear. I think Texas is winning this game. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Oklahoma's schedule that they've played so far. Now, they're 5 and 0, right? And like we said with Maryland, you know, 5 and 0 is 5 and 0. You're undefeated, you deserve to be ranked. Oklahoma's up at number 12 right now. They've played Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, at Cincinnati, and then Iowa State. I think Cincinnati's probably the best team they've played on that schedule so far cuz Iowa State is garbage. Um also, how are they 5-0 with that schedule and ranked and Maryland is not? But whatever, we we dealt with that. Texas has a win on the road at Bama. And while I will say I believe Bama is a better team today than they were than they when they played Texas, Texas dominated them on the line of scrimmage. And Alabama's offensive line, if you were listening to other college football personalities, Alabama's offensive line was really hyped up this preseason, and Texas kind of pushed them around a little bit. Texas is at home in this game. Oh, wait, no. Texas is on the road in this game, aren't they? I thought they were at home. Am I wrong? Is it in Oklahoma? Oh, wait, isn't this? Don't. Do they play it on a neutral field? I think they play this on a neutral field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a neutral field. It's played in Texas. It's played at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, they split the stadium in half, and they do yeah. half Texas, half Oklahoma. Totally forgot yeah. about that. I did um, too. But you know what? Let me uh, let me take Texas. Yeah, I think they might be for real on the line of scrimmage. Now, I think Texas is still a little overrated in the grand scheme of things. Like, I don't necessarily think they're a college football playoff team, but give me them to win by a touchdown in this game. I don't think they cover by much, but I think they cover six and a half. All right, real quick. This is this is not the other game that we're picking, but I just want to let you know, Alabama on the road at Texas A and M is only a two and a half point favorite. No freaking way. Yeah, Alabama traveling to Tech unranked Texas A and M. They are a two and a half point favorite. That's so weird. Yeah, going to College Station is a hard place to play, man. And they we know they've had trouble there before. <clears throat> All right, but the second game is Kentucky traveling to number one Georgia. And they Georgia is laying 14 and a half. We just saw what transpired last week against Auburn, granted on the road, very different environment, hostile environment. I, I, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I I just am so uh, the fourteen and a half. The fact that it's the half point, it just is like ugh, it just kind of puts a little dagger in me. But I'll let you go first. Yeah, it's it's the dreaded half point just over the the 
even touchdown mark for margin. Um, you know what? This one's funny because I feel like a lot of people are going to see Georgia coming off a close win against Auburn and Kentucky coming off a ranked win over Florida and think Kentucky hype train, Kentucky stock through the roof, Georgia stock through the floor, and they're going to see double digits and think, give me freaking Kentucky. But I think if you're Kentucky, like a Kentucky fan, you'd rather have Georgia coming off a blowout win so you can potentially catch them off guard. So I think Georgia, their their spidey senses are tingling now after a close win at Auburn. They're coming back home. Give me Georgia to return to form and cover against Kentucky. I I just I don't have a ton of like super analysis on this game. I I just I think this ends up being a one score game, maybe ten points. But if you're gonna give me fourteen and a half, I'm gonna take Kentucky. I I just I look at this team offensively, they know how to run the ball. They play really gritty up front. Um, defensively, uh, they 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 know how to put they know how to put the clamps down on teams. I mean, they in their <clears throat> in their game against Florida last week, it was like Florida never had a chance in that game. Their their D line played really well. They have to find a way to slow down. You're not going to stop Brock Bowers. He's an NFL tight end playing in college, so you're not going to stop him. Um, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those times where like, I really look at a player and I'm like, that's an NFL player playing in college. And that's what it looks like. It's kind of like Caleb Williams, like Caleb Williams steps out on the field and you're like, that's an NFL quarterback playing against college kids. And that's why he scores six touchdowns. Like, and so I, I do think that I, I think Kentucky gets it done. I think they keep it close. I think they can they can keep it within that margin, but that's it. That's the bonuses. If you guys sticked around to listen to those, I appreciate it. It's a new thing we're trying out. I'm going to, I'm going to have some, maybe we'll sprinkle them in between the other, the other picks. We won't do them at the very end, but just, just a new thing that I wanted to try out. I wanted to get some, some, a little bit of extra pizzazz out to the people. Well, especially when we don't have great big slate. Come on, come on. I got to get you guys something, something to get the juices flowing. I mean, those are two high profile games getting played this weekend. And I mean, bonus one, I I gave it to you. Alabama traveling to Texas A&M is only a two and a half point favorite. Yeah. And and when the Big Ten slate has given us, I believe we've had one ranked matchup this season and it was Penn State, Iowa, and it ended up being a complete blowout. I believe that's the yeah. only ranked matchup we've had in conference, right? I, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 So wow, how like, sad. Well, there's only three ranked teams in the Big Ten right now. I mean, you can argue that Maryland should also be. but Oh, yeah, because Wisconsin's not ranked. I forgot. Yeah, no. Dear God. Yeah, yeah, please sprinkle these games. Please give us some some spice in the in the maybe, picks. Maybe next week we'll do a few more. <laughs> maybe we will. Maybe we will. Uh, 
I forgot to mention too, I'm gonna make Purdue plus two and a half my lock of the week. It's gonna be my wow. against Iowa. All yeah, right. man. Freaking I don't believe in the Deacon. I don't believe in Brian Ferentz either. <laughs> I don't think Brian Ferentz believes in Brian Ferentz. Bro. It's horrible. <laughs> it's Brian horrible. Ferentz, Brian Ferentz's mom doesn't believe in Brian Ferentz. <laughs> It's a it's a key point of contention between Brian Ferentz's mom and Brian Ferentz's dad on whether or not they believe in Brian Ferentz. Oh, Kirk doesn't believe in him either. He tells his wife every night, that stupid boy, I always knew he'd get me fired. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, people, them's the picks. Thank you for listening up to this point. And again, listen. You're already here, and you made it to the end of the episode. So you might as well follow. You might as well subscribe. There's going to keep coming at you twice a week for the rest of college football season. Even if there's no Big Ten team in the college football playoff, we're recording episodes and we're talking about it because it's in our blood. We live, eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff. So follow, subscribe, follow us on the socials, threads, and Instagram at B1G Banter, and then on Twitter or X at B1G Banter Pod. We love you. We'll see you later. Peace. If there's no Big Ten team in the playoff, I might chop my legs off. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. We're going to hold them to it. (laughs) Peace out, everybody.